Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. I'm Dexter Cousins, and in today's show, we're joined by John Winters, co-founder and CEO of Superhero. But before we chat to John, a shout out to our awesome partners, Fintech Australia. They're a member-driven organization building an ecosystem of Australian fintechs advancing the global economy. We share their mission to build a strong community, foster connections, and support innovation. To become a member, go to fintechaustralia.org.au. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here today. Great to be here. Could you tell us a little bit more about Superhero? What a name for a fintech. <laughs> Thanks. We, 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 we are proud of it. Um, Superhero is, a, is a, a, an online investment platform that is really looking to revolutionise the way people invest. Um, and I guess our, our key sort of catch is that we've, we, we have launched with $5 share trading for ASX-listed shares. Um, and we're all about making investing accessible. Fantastic. So um, how did you get started with Superhero? Yeah, so I've been, I've been in the financial services industry for the past 15 years, worked at Macquarie Bank, worked at Shore and Partners in, in the private wealth world and really saw a, a manual and sort of archaic approach to how you sign up clients and how clients interact with investments. Um, you know, a lot of it is, it is phone-based and, and if you look at the, at the online players, it's, it's online once you're set up but until then, there's yep. a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of a manual workaround until, you, until you're all set up. So the, the, I guess the concept came from, you know, making that entirely seamless and being able to, um, you know, remove any sort of paperwork or friction from the, the sign-up process. Fantastic. Now, um, you mentioned there you've, you've got a you know, pretty notable background with um, businesses like Macquarie, Sean Partners. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your co-founders as well and their background? Yeah, sure. So my co-founder is Wayne Baskin. He's uh, he he is also a legend. Yeah. Um, he may have even been on the show. No, um, he hasn't. He hasn't. But uh, you know, as a as a good as an avid reader, um, obviously someone that I, you know, would like to get on the show, Wayne, if you ever want to come on. We'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, Wayne. Wayne is um, his background is he's a deputy CEO and CTO of Booktopia. Um, which is the largest online Australian bookstore. Um, prior to that, he was a GE credit, um, very, very up to speed on, on tech. Um, but what's really interesting about our, our relationship is that I come from the, the finance world and he, and he doesn't. He comes with a very strong tech background mm. and um, we don't have a huge overlap in skills, yeah. um, which has is, which is sort of you know, created a great team. Mm. It's one of the biggest challenges that we see and I think why most um, earlier stage businesses come to us is to go and find the CTO founder. And we kind of push people away and say, look, it's, a, it's not that easy. How did you get somebody like Wayne involved? Yeah, so Wayne and I have actually known each other for, for 10 or 15 years. Um, That's we, how you do it, folks, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> so uh, we're, at one point we lived across the road from each other. Um, um, but I, I, I guess I, I went to him with my idea and I said, look, can you have a look at this? I've, I've got this, you know, this plan to, you know, take over financial services and, and sort of revolutionize investing. Um, but, I, but I really need some help on the mm. tech. 
Um, and he instantly saw that that there was um, a big need for this in the market um, and was attracted to it. So we started strategizing. We started to write, you know, a, a scope for the for the for the platform, and, and we got building. Now you've also got some um, uh, your incredible investors involved as well. There was a big announcement this week. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So we're we're very fortunate to to have attracted the investors that we've we've got in the business. Um, I guess the notable guys are Larry Diamond, who is the founder and, and is the CEO of Zip, Zipco. Um, and we've also got Nick Molnar, the, the founder of uh, Afterpay, um, which are two, you know, yeah. I guess iconic fintechs in Australia and sort of leading leading the Aussie landscape and also, you know, globally now. Mm. Um, we've got the, the chairman of Zip, um, who's come on as our chairman and a major investor as well. Um, others are... The chair of of Aussie Job Board Career One, um, and and a, and a few other notable um, business leaders as well. Incredible. So we one of the questions I get asked a lot is is really about VC here in Australia, um, and if you look at the I guess the journey that both Larry and Nick have been on, it's kind of unprecedented. They're leading the way. They're probably better partners to have um, than getting VC partners on board. You know, in in my opinion. Yeah, look, I, I think um, you know we've been, as I said, we've been very fortunate to to be able to attract them and and certainly raise the the, the amount of money we raised eight million dollars. Mm. Um, you know, was this what is a seed round or Series A? We we call it a, a Series A. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we've been building the product for the last two and a half years. So there, right. there's been there's been money um, pumped into it prior. Um, but look, I, I haven't had a huge uh, amount to do with VCs in Australia or VCs in general. I come from a listed background mm. in, in share trading, and and, and um, yeah, I haven't I haven't had a big um, a, a lot of exposure to VCs, so I can't can't say too much about. No, that. no, it's I think it's great, right? That we're seeing these other paths because mm. we've seen so many, um, particularly founders and early stage businesses. I think go the approach of let's put a pitch deck together and pound the pavements for two years to raise money mm. to then spend on developers to build the thing. Mm. Um, and to hear that you spent two and a half years building the thing and then gone and asked people for money, yeah. it's kind of quite refreshing to hear, right? Yeah, look, I, I think I think there's certainly challenges in doing that. You know, we've been able to, we've been able to raise money to get us to this point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, it's very difficult for, you know, to, for founders to just sort of, you know, be able to, to fund setting up a business like mm. this from, from sort of the ground up without, without financial support. Um, but, yeah, it has put us in a position where we can, you know, be, be sort of in the market mm. and be able to, to raise off the back of that. Now I want to talk to you a little bit more about the superhero product and platform as well. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in the press recently about Robin Hood, uh, not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly don't want, uh, you know, our listeners to kind of have any illusions that that's the track that yeah. you're going down. So would you like to kind of share with us a little bit more about, you know, what the, the platform's there to do, who your kind of ideal customers are, yeah. and I guess ultimately, look, what's the big problem that you're solving? Yeah. So a lot of people have come to me, you know, over the last few days really and said, oh, are you the new Robin Hood? Um, and from a from a business model point of view, we are fundamentally different. Mm. Sure, I'd love their sort of scale. You yeah, know, they've, they've they've seen incredible scale over you know particularly this year, um, but 
their, their business is quite different to, to how the market works in Australia. There's no market makers here. There's, you can't be paid for order flow. That's how they generate their revenue. And they, they, they go out with this, you know, zero brokerage. Um, what I say to that is zero isn't free. Mm. Um, there's, there's usually a catch. So, you know, and I think, I think Aussies, you know, when they see something that's free, that's usually charged. I think, you know, we, we sort of, we look at it with a bit of a, a bit of a funny look. So, you know, I think $5 trades is, is our sort of our, our key, um, you know, it's something that we're pretty proud of that we can bring bring such a low cost brokerage rate to the market. But as I said in the beginning, we're we're about making investing accessible to mm. to everyone. And there's particularly the younger demographic. There's a lot of people who you know have been locked out of the housing market. They've been locked up at yeah. home for the last few months as well. Um, and you know, being able to sign up, being able to fund your account, being able to invest today at with 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 just starting with a hundred bucks, mm. you know that, and you can buy ASX shares. You're not going into a you know into a managed fund or some ETF that someone else is managing. You can actually go and buy Afterpay yep. or Zip or CBA or an ETF or or whatever it is, and actually own those shares yourself. Yep. Um, and you know, being able to being able to deliver a platform to the market that that really brings online investing into today's yep. world rather than, you know, something that was sort of built and iterated from 1997 mm. and sort of looks like a spreadsheet and, you know, it, you know it's, it's great. It's moved, they've moved a long way, but mm. we've taken a completely fresh look at, you know, how, how investing is done online. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the market and a lot of the participants in the market were set up and, and catered to, you know, our parents and our grandparents and, and you know, the boomers. Mm. The boomers, you know, they're in they're in wind down phase. They're in retirement, or they're moving into retirement, um, and you know they were they were used to calling a cab to go to the airport. You know, yeah, we we want to get on Uber and you know order something on the app and mm. have it done now. It's the same it's the same sort of mentality. So you know, really making it a simple user experience and recutting the value proposition. Mm. It's been incredible as well to watch how the markets have reacted to a global economic crisis. Mm. You know, I've been through a few. And uh, this is the first one where the markets have gone up when you know that the economy is in serious trouble. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, to, to my mind when I look at well, what's different, it very much is that accessibility. You know, I can remember when 2008, 2009, sitting on a Comsec you know, and waiting for four days for a trade to settle mm. you know, and kind of hustling, trying to time it right so you know, whether I'd make a profit or a, or a loss. Um, now I think what we're seeing is with apps like Superhero is it's bringing this, you know, and as you pointed out, you know, when you've got generations that don't have a house, right, don't have 6 7% ING savings account yep. to put money there, where are you going to get a return on, on the cash that you've got? So it's a, it's just remarkable to see how fintech has played this massive role mm. in completely changing the dynamic yep. from you know just from two thousand eight two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, this this year has been it's been a pretty interesting one with with the rise of COVID and and you know I guess we're we're pretty fortunate to be launching into into this period of you know mass migration to the digital mm. world. Um, but yeah, I mean you you go back six months and you look at what was happening in markets. Like markets were crashing. No one knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Everyone was locked in their house. And 
yeah, this this sort of entire economy has sort of been born out of it where it's it's always sort of been there in the background, mm. but now it's just come to the forefront yeah. and and yeah, this this it, it is. It's providing people with with a lot easier access to mm. to you know whatever sort of investment world they they're getting yeah. into. It was great listening to you talk about the genesis of the idea, right? And how what we've got now is essentially, you know, and this is what I've seen kind of growing up in the eighties and getting my first PC or computer, right? And it was like sixteen K RAM or something. But what we yeah, it was, it was. (laughs) Took me a day of sitting there coding and I watched a ball bounce up and down across the screen. But what what's really interesting to see is that you know this point that we're at now seems that. Um, that shift from computerization of the stuff that we did and had done for a long time, processes, systems, you know, spreadsheets, all that stuff, to now building stuff that's fit for purpose for a digital age is all of a sudden just had this, you know. It, it's like we're at the bottom of the J curve, not at the top of it. And it's it's exponential, the, the, you know, the change that we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, one small part of, you know, our, of our business that we've digitized is, is a is a big part of the market. It's called corporate actions, right? So yeah. it's things like when you get paid a dividend, if a company does a share purchase plan, if there's a rights issue or a consolidation or share split. Yeah, I whole- used to recruit, right? You know, for like uh, you know BNP and those guys. Yeah. <laughs> they just have a room full of it. Yeah, there'd be a couple people hundred people. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that sort of stuff still happens. Um, but we've sort of taken this approach where let let's let's automate it. Let's digitize it. Mm. So let's let's get the information through, put it into our platform, and allow people to interact with those sorts of things in a completely paperless digital way. And it also allows us to, you know, to to shrink our sort of staff requirements from two hundred yeah. down to just a, just a handful. So it, it's, it's it's amazing though, isn't it? When you talk about paperless and people will still put it on a P- PDF, A4. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when 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 you when you become a shareholder of a company, they send you a bunch of paperwork in the mail. Yeah. So yeah, that's there's yeah there's a there's a huge amount of digitization that's still got to go in this industry. Fantastic. We're gonna have a well, say a short break. It's just me plugging my business, actually, John. But I'm getting from one to 100 people is the biggest challenge facing any founder. And the secret to success often lies in hiring the right people at at the right time. But it's one challenge that our research shows is probably the one that founders are least equipped for. When we interviewed 300 plus leaders in fintech, less than 1% have got a background in people, culture, and talent. Tier 1 People's Advisory Service gives founders access to our expertise in helping fintech scale effectively. It's a partnership model where you only pay for our time, making it way more affordable than paying agency fees. We work in partnership with you, planning and navigating each stage of growth as you go from 10 to 100 people. And we'll connect you to the right talent, investors, and commercial partners at the right time. One client saved over half a million dollars in hiring costs and made a successful exit within two years of launch. So if you'd like to find out how we help them do that, you can reach me, Dexter, at tier1people.com. Well, John, I want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, your approach to, to growing and scaling the business and the, the, you know, the kind of business that you're trying to build. Um, what, what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, the type of culture, you know, that you want to set for the business? Yeah, so we've got one of our sort of core values across the business is transparency. Um, 
and you know that's that's in our fees, that's in our product, but it's also with our people. Um, you know, everyone in the business knows exactly what's going on at all times. They can ask us anything. They know that you know it's sort of you know open. Um, and at the same time, you know, we 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 give open feedback to everyone as well, just so everyone's on the same page. Mm. Um, and we found that's worked really, really well. Um, you know, if people are unhappy about something, they're, they're comfortable in coming and talking to yeah. us. Um, so that's that's sort of core to our to our right. culture that we've set. How, how have you found doing that? Um, you know, through COVID, where people have been working remotely, is it has it been different? Yeah, it's. Look, we've we've got some great people who work with us, so so we've it's been easy. Um, the I guess the team has been has been pretty small over the last you know, couple of years while we've been building. Mm. We've only started scaling up over the last couple of months, and COVID hasn't really sort of impacted that too much. We are working from the office. Um, you know, we're all COVID safe. Yeah, you know, mask on public transport, hand sanitizer, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it hasn't had a huge impact on us. Great. So, um, how big or how many people are you right now? Uh, we've got um, we've got eleven full time, and then we've got a couple of part time people who work re- remotely. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking to we're looking to scale up the team, and and I agree with you. You know what what you just said. It's 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 tough finding good people. Um, you know that that process is not an easy process mm. to 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 attract good talent. Yeah. Um, and, and and here you are with a rock star CTO saying that, right? Yeah. You know, one of the mantras that we kind of say to our clients is, you know, all you got to do is hire one rock star, rock star mm-hmm. and a, a talent attracts a talent. Yeah. Yeah. This might sound harsh, but B talent attracts B and C, right? And I think this is kind of, to hear you say that when you've got somebody like Wayne, right, who, you know, anybody in their right mind in the tech world is going to consider working yeah. for I think it shows, you know, the challenges that really are facing every founder and yep. you know, scaling the business. Yep. Yeah, it, it it really isn't easy um, to 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 find the right the right people, and and yeah, I, I think that that would be a, a widespread um, experience mm. across across certainly the fintech industry. So, other than having Wayne there as a draw card, what are some of the things that you've done to to attract the right people? Um, I mean, I, to to attract the people that we do have, you know, I've I've really sort of, I've looked at at their background um, and being able to reach out to them and, and really sort of speak in the language that they, you know, how they want to how they want to work um, in in I guess this sort of new world. Mm. Um, you know, I think that sort of resonated. Um, you know, we're we're not. We're a financial services business at the end of the day, mm. but we're trying to remove all of that jargon. We're trying to, you know, be more sort of conversational in everything we do yeah. and, and be, you know, we're real people. Yeah. We're running a real business. We're not, you know, it's not structured. There's no suits and ties at our work, you know. We're in we're in superhero T-shirts mm. every day. So, you know, and I think that resonates. I think I think people look for that, um, you know, if they're going to come and work for a startup, they want, they want that culture. Yeah. Um, what have you, I, I guess, you know, or if people were interested in joining Superhero, what are some of the things that you say would be a kind of a draw card um, for them coming on board? 
Personally, I prefer them to be really bad at table tennis so that right. I can beat them. Um, at the moment, we've, everyone we've hired is better than me. <laughs> um, I think I might have beaten Wayne once. Um, so there you go, right? Yeah. What you have to, what you have to do is set that up as part of the recruitment process yeah, exactly. in a game of table tennis. Yeah, yeah. make sure you lose. Yeah. Um, no, look, I mean, you know, we we look for people who are who are like minded. We look for people who are, um, you know, who who uh, who are entrepreneurial. Um, who have you know good 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 intentions and really want to sort of believe in our in our mission and and sort of get behind what we're what we're doing mm. really and really sort of be you know customer centric have to be customer centric yeah. in in this day and age um, and just yeah just believe believe in our in our mission. Fantastic. Um, so before we kind of wrap up, um, there's a question I'd always ask every guest, and it's this: other than your own business. Which fintech has got you excited right now? Good question. Um, look, I think I think the and it's I'm not being paid to say this, but I think I think the buy now pay later guys are, are doing a great job. Um, you know, I think the two leaders in the space are Zip and Afterpay yeah. absolutely um, built very big successful businesses mm. in, in Australia and and then stepped overseas. Yeah, you know, it just ten out of ten for execution. Yeah. And I Two think this, very different approaches as well, right? I mean, you know, Zip are diversifying quite a lot. Yeah. After pages seem to be going global, let's take on the world yeah. as, as Zip are as well, yeah. but you know, with a few few more strings to their bow. Yeah. No, absolutely. They they have done things. They they're both treated as sort of you know direct competitors, but their business models are quite different. Yeah. Um, and the the sort of the strategy to where they've gotten to is quite different as well. But I still think they're in the early stages. Mm. I still think there's a long way to go. Yeah. I don't know if if the if the sort of the tier two guys are going to become tier one. I think yeah. they. I think there's probably a big enough market for them yeah. to continue yeah. to compete. But yeah, I'd say zip and after. Kind of, it reminds me a bit. You know, the FOMO that we're seeing around BMPL at the minute it reminds me a bit of the ICO kind yeah. of you know yeah. space that we had in in crypto a couple of years back. Yeah. Um. You know, and. They're jumping this, on the bandwagon. Yeah, they're and getting, I think, yeah, the PayPal announcement this week, you know, I think we're going to see, you know, NAB have just released a credit card that's got no no interest on it. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to see everybody. Does that, does that resonate though? Um, I'm not sure if it resonates, but I think what it does do is it shows that, um, look, the, you know, with, with, you know, with something like BNPL, I think it's very easy for everybody now mm. to, you know, to replicate that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, I think what um, you know, Zip and Larry's done, you know, and he did this very early on, mm. was he was smart and he could see that, and he could see, you know, I think kind of hedging his bets a bit around if the regulators say, "Hey, game over," yeah, uh, what else have we got to go at? And you yeah. can see that in you know the acquisitions that they made with Pocketbook, and you know, I think that yeah. diversity that they're showing. I think that I think the, the the credit card one is interesting. I saw that that um, NAB card. It's it's an interesting one because I, I think there was a stat that said about seven hundred and fifty thousand credit cards in Australia have been closed during this COVID period. Yeah. Well, I've got I, I, you know, and I'm going to say thank you, Nick, thank you, Larry, because we don't have any credit card debt at all. In I don't our, even carry a wallet our, yeah. around anymore. Yeah. So like, uh, what do I do with the card? We got we got yeah, no credit I, cards. Yeah. yeah. So if we, we just need sign to do in, something, yeah. username, password. Yeah. Where you go? Yeah. So I think I think it's incredible mm. what they've done. They've absolutely completely you know, disrupted an industry. Yeah. Um, I think you know it's great to see uh, yeah Senator Bragg come out in big support of the industry as well. Yeah. 
Um, I, yeah, I, I think the way that Afterpay have gone about their credit model and their you know credit risk model, mm. to me, you know, the philosophy of trust. And yeah, we're always going to get the press find the people who wrote a system. But I think what they've done is, to me, it's you know it's revolutionised how you should go about. It. And we're seeing this yeah. happen in the business lending space as well. So I yeah. think you're going to see, you know, new entrants coming in um, with business cards that are going to take a similar approach to how do we give credit mm. to, you know, hey, people like yourself, right? People yeah. like me who've gone out, start our own businesses, actually successful. But I get treated like a second class citizen, right, yeah. when it comes to credit. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's amazing to see, you know, what they've actually started. You know, and it, this is, you know, it's, it's great that this is actually, whereas the idea itself might have started in Australia, mm. I think you'd have to say that, you know, Australia has really kind of taken it to the world. Leading the world. Right? The world. Yeah. 100% leading yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, we've got a big opportunity here. Mm. I think, um, I think fintech is is small, but it's growing. Um, there's you know we're, we're, there's a lot of red tape in Australia. There's a lot of regulation. Um, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. You know, certainly it protects protects customers. Um, certainly, it creates barriers to entry, which is which is good if you're on one side. Yeah. It's it's very difficult though to break into into markets. Um, and and a lot of the regulation is built up around the established players. Mm. Um, where you look at, at the Zip and Afterpay guys, you know, they, they've sort of rewritten the rules. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no sort of regulation on how, how those businesses have grown and it's got to catch up. So, you know, I think, I think we've got a long way to go, but I think, you know, Aussie, Aussie startups, are, you know, they're going, to make a, uh, they're going to make a big splash in the world. Yeah. And I guess, you know, Superhero is going to play a role in that. What do you see happening for you guys in the next 12 months? Yeah, look, I don't think we, we're, we're certainly not going into the US, you know, it's a crowded market. Um, you know, we, we want to build a, a, a big business here. Um, I think the market is ripe for disruption. Um, and, you know, first things first is we, we really want to sort of achieve our, our key mission and in, in just making investing accessible to everyone. Um, and we want to, we want to see people, you know, coming on using the platform, um, and, and, you know, investing, investing themselves rather than using you know, a third party to, yeah. to sort of handle it all for them. Yeah. Well, John, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. It's been great to be here. Where can people find out more about Superhero? Yeah, so you can sign up if you go to www.superhero.com.au. You can you can sign up. We've got a web app at the moment. We don't have an, an iOS or, or, or Android app. It's it's in the works. It's coming soon. So watch this space. But um, it's built, been built mobile first. It's a great user experience. So so jump online, superhero.com.au. Brilliant. And you can find me at Dexter Cousins on Twitter and Dexter Cousins on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. If you like today's show, subscribe to the podcast. And please don't forget to leave us a review. It helps us bring on great guests like John. This show is produced by Tier 1 People. We're the leaders in fintech executive search. We'll help you launch, scale, and innovate by delivering the right people at the right time. And you can reach us, info at tier1people.com. Until the next episode, stay safe.